What's up, everybody? Welcome to My Dunn Life, a Rider's Corner podcast. And I'm your host, Travis Dunn. This is a podcast all about motorcycle and moto vlogging. It's been a couple of weeks since I did an episode. Partly, I just haven't had time to sit down and really hash out some thoughts. And I've really been trying to figure out a way to be more organic in my in my presentation. Um, I tried writing a bunch of stuff down, and, and I re after I uploaded the episode, I kind of re-listened to it. And I just wasn't happy with how it turned out. It felt very robotic and didn't feel natural. So I'm really going to try to talk more off the cuff. But man, from a from an editing standpoint, from a recording standpoint, it's very frustrating because I freaking screw up all the time. So um, I apologize if, if if sometimes you you hear what very much sounds like jump cuts. There might very well be from a couple of takes of uh, doing this episode. With that said, what today's episode is all about is we're going to talk about Harley-Davidson. And first up, we're going to talk about, like I said, Harley-Davidson. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they made a teaser trailer announcement that, that coming here April 12th, they are going to announce the next Sportster. Um, we are expecting this Sportster to be a 975 um, instead of the 1250, uh, which I'll be honest, kind of kind of burns my soul as a, as a former Sportster rider uh, that had a 1200 Sportster. I won't lie, if I was in the new market for a brand new motorcycle and I wasn't riding two up like I am now a lot with my wife, uh, a 12, the 1250 would be definitely the bike I would be going after uh, if it was in a full cruiser uh, format. Um, we've seen some leaks of what this bike could look like or should look like. There's even been some photos that are rolling around the, the internet. It might, those might be leaks like, like Harley did with the last, I don't know. Uh, but it does very much look like it's probably going to be a three-gallon fuel tank. Um, the big question is, is going to be, you know, mid controls, forward controls, or, and also, you know, what kind of handlebars we're looking at. Uh, as far as the handlebars, you know, I don't know if it's going to be like the Sportster R series, which was more, uh, you know, more leaned forward, uh, more almost a sport bike form, or is it going to be more laid back, maybe with some ape hangers? Um, that piece of it, we still don't know. Uh, we will obviously find out on Tuesday. Um, like I said, I really, really hope um, we we'll might eventually, if we don't have one at you know what I would call launch, um, I really hope a 1250 will be coming down the line at some point. Um, the re a lot of people's like, well, why are they making the 975? The 975 is probably we're get this is pure speculation. We are guessing that this thing's going to be about a hundred horsepower. That's that's kind of the number. A lot of people are figuring, uh, based on you know CCs and based on uh, probably their their Harley Davidsons want to go after the Indian Scout because um, one of the the upper tier Indian Scouts has about a hundred horsepower uh, in that model line. So I mean, we are all imagining that that's probably the market they're going to they're going to shoot for. The other reason for the lower displacement. Harley Davidson needs a, a, a more a lower CC bike for the European market. And the European market, for anybody who doesn't know, they have a tiered systems of licensing for motorcycles. So you have to start out on like a 125 and then you can go to and I don't I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm just using this as an example these numbers as an example. So you gotta start out like on a 125, then you can go up to like 300 and then 500 and so on and so forth. Um, like I said, I don't know the exact numbers, but it works in a progression. There's a certain CC for each tier. Um, so it's not like here in the United States where you can just, you know, 
go get take your license and go get a turbo Hayabusa with nitrous that does, does 200 horsepower and, and you know you know 300 miles an hour on the speed on the on the highway i'm exaggerating just a bit but um you get my point um so we know we know that that's the reason why they're they're doing a lower displacement sportster they want a bike to fit into that market um it's sportsters i believe is pretty popular especially in the european markets um, we've also been hearing talk. Um, there was a VIN number that was given to Harley Davidson for um, what we believe is the Asian um, Harley Davidson that they're working with. They got, they got a, I forget now the name of the company they're working with. But there's a third party company that they're building uh, small displacement bikes for Harley Davidson. And, um, like I said, recently somebody come across the event number that was registered, uh, with the DOT, um, that match that was for, for that model of motorcycle and a lot of speculation of why Harley Davidson do that. Are they going to bring it here to the States? Here is my 100% thought about that. That bike will never be a street bike here in the United States. I almost 99.9%. I will be highly, highly, highly surprised if that bike would ever make it to the United States as a, as a production model. The reason why it would have gotten a VIN number from a Harley standpoint, I work in transportation. I know I, I've literally been, I won't say directly involved, but I've had enough knowledge of like if Ferrari, um, just an example, uh, Chevy, at one point we did a project where we moved one of the newer Camaros, ZR1s over to uh, Asia can't remember i can't remember if it was china or it was japan one of the one of those areas but we we were transporting it over for for chevy and the so there, there's a whole bunch of regulation you have to do and you have to like you have to certify that it's got no fluids in it and all that kind of bs but then one of the things you have to do is and and to bring something like that into the country that doesn't exist because of the laws for importing what you what you can do if you want to bring a, a if, if a manufacturer wants to bring a model into the United States, so there's basically two ways for them to do it. They can do um, what's called a bonded um, import, and basically what it means is the company puts up a whole bunch of money and says we'll bring this thing into the United States for a period of time, and it must leave the United States by a period of time. And if they don't, they get huge huge fines. Um, this is to pre prevent gray market imports and things like that. There's a there's a lot of money involved, and it is it is very very like there's a lot of paperwork that goes into, into in doing these type of imports. But again, that's the problem. If you import it under those bonds, you have a time limit to before it has to leave. Now, if Harley Davidson wants one of these models to bring to their facility for testing and to do all that for long term, they need a VIN number for it to stay here in the states. It doesn't necessarily have to be EPA and, and all that. They just need it to to a, a VIN number to allow it to be imported into the states. Then they can, as long as it never reaches, you know, as long as they, they never have to actually make it a road legal bike. As long as it never reaches the road, it's fine. Um, but for it to go on the road, they have to go through the whole EPA and, and you know, DOT and all that BS. So that's that's kind of an insider thing as far as like why Harley Davidson would have gotten a VIN for one of these bikes and why it's only for one bike. 
they're probably bringing one in to show off at the Harley, probably the Harley Museum. But at this point, they're probably also bringing one in for long term, uh, like reliability testing, uh, things like that, so that you know these bikes m- meet what they expect. Um, it's also it's very hard, obviously, to for you know Harley Davidson send their people over and get you know biased, unbiased testing and things like that. So that's most likely why we've seen that VIN number. The only reason that I would see them importing more of these bikes, if these bikes are used for the Harley dealerships for uh, training new riders. Um, That's what these bikes would be great for as far as bringing into the States. This is what they use the street uh, bikes, the street series bikes. This was the 500 and the 750. I think they were all 500s. It's the ones they used. Uh, for their writing program and with the writing program they they literally put like crash bar like crash bars all around this thing they have big orange crash bars and i remember when we first uh got a set of these um through through our, our network and all my people were like what in the world is this bike with these big orange bars on it um and and i was like oh these are the trainer bikes they use for for training and, and then it was like oh okay that makes sense um, while those bikes had VIN numbers, they were not, they were not DOT VINs. So basically they, they were never meant for the street. And if they ever import a bunch of those bikes, most likely that's what they're going to use them for. They're ne- they're going to be, they'll have very, you know, they, they'll be almost like off-road bikes. That's the way they'll, they'll probably sort of title them and they'll, they'll be just for, uh, parking lot training for their their programs. So that's like I said, that's my two cents on that whole thing. Let me know what you think about you know that that whole that whole spiel. Um, so the last thing that that um, has sort of leaked here in the last day or so, one of my fellow moto vloggers, uh, Mike from Riding in the Ozarks, uh, posted a video. Um, actually, he he just posted a couple of hours ago from the recording of this episode, and. There in the parts catalog, there's a mention uh, in the for a cap, and the cap has it says fits 21 and later RA 965s, RA 975, RA 1250, and RA 1250s. Now, this gas cap um, is for and it says it says designed and tested by Harley Davidson specifically for the Pan American models. So there's only two that we know about, and that's the 1250 and the 1250s. So that means we might be getting a 965S and a 975. So that's an interesting thing because there was a lot of people who said the 1250 is great. It makes great power, but a lot of people wanted a uh, smaller, lighter version. This is where a lot of the smaller adventure bikes are very, very popular. Um, they're usually sub fifteen, ten dollars to $15,000. So they're a much, um, much more affordable price to entry point and honestly when you're doing that kind of riding you you need enough power but you don't need crazy power and i think i think 1250 is a crazy amount of power uh for an off-road bike or should i say an adventure bike and um so i I really think that that if we do get an announcement possibly on tuesday possibly down the road i'm hearing some rumors that might be even next month that we might get an announcement that's that's a rumor but i'm just hearing through the grapevine um, I, I'm kind of excited to see what uh, what they do in that market. I um, the Harley Davidson says the 1250 was the best selling adventure bike uh, 
for the last year for 2021 i just you know i, I can only guess because not every manufacturer releases their numbers directly so you know it's something uh, something to think about you know if you're in in the market for an adventure riding bike um one of those models might be more if, you, if the 1250 just was too big and too scary for you that those other ones might be you know and they would be in that 75 to 100 horsepower range i think that would be a real good number for you know if they shave another 100 150 pounds off the bike weight wise man that'd be a crazy crazy bike um but that's my thoughts about about those type of things um you know i'll be honest uh we're coming into early spring uh i've had the bike out for a couple of rides in fact i've had to order some some new parts got to rebuild uh the master cylinder on uh on my bike on the on the handbrake um thank goodness to jp cycles and uh low broke low brow customs uh not sponsored by the way um they're all, but they're some of my go-to uh websites for parts i had to get some spacers for my uh, legends shocks that i uh, bought off a friend and i'll uh i'll be i'll be talking about those once uh once i get them installed and get them adjusted uh, and get a few miles under my belt. Uh, everybody talks big about how great Legend suspension is and how much better they are from the stock suspension. And I'm really looking forward to getting into that and and really trying to uh, see if the, if they are as good as everyone says they are. Now I will say, uh, if you're a fan, uh, make sure to check out my YouTube channel. My channel is My Done Life, so YouTube.com forward slash my done life all one word and uh you know hit me up on instagram uh i'm pretty active over there i do have a facebook but it's more for my personal personal life so uh instagram is really the place to to hit me up um if you're looking for a sticker i will uh, happily send you out a sticker so just hit me up on instagram say hey uh you know watch a podcast watch the youtube channel and uh i'd like a sticker and send me your address and i'll, I'll send one out so Got some, uh, got some of that to, uh, some swag to start sending out to fans of the of the channel. I actually was um, recently on a live stream with uh, D Cycle from the famous Five Dirty Bikers. Uh, it was great to sit down and talk with him, and uh, I there was, you know, it was a good roundtable discussion. We talked for like three hours. It's not hard to do when when you get people who are like minded. Uh, it was you know, typical dirty conversation at some at certain points of the episode, but it was a lot of fun. Make sure to, uh, make sure to check that out. Uh, check out the five dirty bikers podcast. They're, they're a great, great podcast. Uh, if you haven't checked them out already, um, I'll, uh, leave a link in the description to, uh, riding in the Ozarks episode or his video talking about these, these models, uh, that might be coming out. Well, uh, that's all I got for today. So I hope everybody has a great day, has a great week, ride safe, and ride often. And we'll catch you in the next episode.